Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Two points, baby. That's it. Uh, four in a row. That's eight points in a row. Stacking the wins. I said I wanted to see this team stack some wins. I said I wanted to see this six-game winning streak. Now all they have to do, get four points against uh, the Rangers twice, or in two games against the Rangers. So they have the home-and-home home coming up this weekend, and that's it. That's the uh, that's a six-game winning streak I'm looking forward to. So they played. Uh, they had another slow start tonight. They got that goal right away on the NAK power play goal, thanks to... Uh, Couturier just getting great body positioning on Brent Burns and driving the net and Burns, I guess, not wanting to move his feet early in the game. Uh, got beat by Couturier down the middle, hooks him to the power play. Flyers moved it around pretty well with the uh, with the uh, with the first unit and then the second unit came out and uh, got the goal. So big one there. Big night for Kevin Hayes. Couple of goals. Uh, that line with TK and Lawton was really buzzing tonight. Just really all over the place. A lot of good things to say about that line. Didn't see too much out of uh, Nate Thompson or Derek Grant. Um, just kind of guys out there tonight, I guess. I wasn't, you know, they, they didn't stand out. That's my assessment. They didn't stand out tonight, but that also means they didn't make any big mistakes uh, either. So, uh, they're, they, you know, they are, they are exactly the kind of players I thought they were going to bring in at the deadline. Uh, some nice depth pieces. Not sure. I am in love with the idea of Derek Grant as the 3C. I think either guy could function and function well as the 4C, but um, uh, whether Farabee comes back at some point and Lawton slides back into that 3C line, even though he looked so good on the wing with, with Kevin Hayes, or Frost comes back at some point and gets that center job, or Patrick comes back at some point and gets that center job. Not in love with that uh, with that third line tonight, but it's one game. Yeah, I'm not going to judge the guy on one game. That's all it is. Uh, we will see how that works out and what they do moving forward. Um, man, I really thought Giroux and, and Provorov had issues with the puck tonight. I just thought their puck management was was a little off. They just both kind of looked off tonight uh, for a lot of the game. Uh, their decision-making with the puck, their actual puck handling. I just thought both struggled uh, for for big portions of the game. Uh, but Flyers win 4-2. to two. They get the depth scoring they need again. Carter Hart, very good at home again. The team scores goals for him at home again. All is well that ends well. Uh, it seemed like the Flyers played well in spurts and then just kind of expected the Sharks to give up. And I guess I can't fault them entirely because... You know, they're, they're a team that sold at the deadline yesterday. They're having nowhere near the season they thought they'd be having. Joe Thornton came out and said he thought he was going to get trade, traded, and he is disappointed he didn't get an opportunity to make a run uh, in the playoffs. And Joe Thornton's out there back-checking tonight, playing uh, playing like a young man. So I, I guess they still have a little fight left in them. And the Pacific's so bad, they get like on a three-game winning streak and be in the lead in the division or something. So who the hell knows? Um, that was really it. Those are my takeaways from the game. Uh, Flyers took care of business, did exactly what they had to do. Uh, played very, very well for large chunks of the game and uh, just beat an inferior team. Uh, I think they let the Sharks hang around a little bit. Like I said, I think they kind of just had a few, you know, they get the early goal, they get the fourth goal, and it seemed like they just kind of expected the Sharks to go away after those goals, and they didn't, credit to them, but Flyers did what they had to do. Good stuff there. Two points, four out of the six on the six-game winning streak I wanted. Let's get to all of you. <laughs> yeah, all we do is win-win, yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, should I get excited yet? You should have been already excited, Daryl. This is a very good team. Uh, they seem to be coming together at the right time. You can tell they're well coached. You can tell uh, they play as a team. You can tell the leadership is good. Uh, you should be excited already. So we get to break the Rangers' hearts this weekend. Excellent. Yeah, it would be awesome to just kind of put them away. They've been playing some. Uh, they've been playing a lot better of late. Uh, the way they started the season, I know Panarin was awesome, but um, you can you can you can put the uh, you can put the Rangers away. They they're still kind of hanging around. I think they're I think they're the best of the bad teams, like just outside the bubble. Um, but they're right there because everything's so tight. So if you can if you can kind of end their hopes and dreams, that would be great as well. The fewer Metro teams involved, the better. Um, and they just lost the uh, I can't even begin Chester. I, I can't say the goalie's name, but they just lost him for a little bit. And Pavel Buchnevich wasn't in tonight, uh, but they said they were both in a car accident. It wasn't serious, but it seems like. Uh, the goaltender uh, broke some ribs, and Buchnevich was at least banged up to miss the game tonight. So we'll see who is in the lineup for them on Friday and Sunday. But regardless, I think the Flyers are a better team, and they damn sure better win the home game on Friday night. Uh, but anything less than three points out of this, I will be disappointed. Okay. Uh, woo! From Michigan. I love it. What's up, Michigan? I had a fake ID when I was 19. Uh, Battle Creek, Michigan. Because of Rob Van Dam, obviously. So much for that Lawton can't play up in the lineup argument. I mean, I don't think it's ideal still. Um, he can play up in the lineup. In fact, I said I think his perfect role is the raffle role. He's in the bottom six, and you move him up if you need to, and he fits in. That's exactly what I said. Uh, still don't think it's ideal to have him on the second line, especially for any length of time, but he played a hell of a game tonight. Carter Hart has another great game at home. Uh, could have kept it at one goal against if it wasn't for G's turnover. I think, you know, uh, turnovers happen. The guys who lead the league in the turnovers are usually uh, the best players in hockey because they're the guys who have the puck the most. But I think G really battled the puck tonight. I thought his decision-making was odd at some points. Um, before the NAK goal in the first power play, he had a bad giveaway to uh, and end uh, some good puck movement on for the first unit before the second unit came out and took over. Um, I, I thought he really battled the puck tonight a little bit. Couldn't have asked for a better outcome uh, with the Canes, Isles, and Columbus looking like they'll take an L. The first period made me a little nervous, just saying. I mean, they've been slow to start a lot this year, but that was, I mean, they went from... I don't think they had a shot for like 15 minutes or something, like from the three minute mark all the way till the end of the. It was it was a rough it was a rough one. It, it was a ugh, wasn't great. Myers another beast game. You can see him out there, man. When he has time to think, it's no good. But you can just see the just the physical dominance and the the skill set on display a lot. Um, I love watching Myers and Sanheim out there. When they were in the offensive zone with the top six tonight, it was something to see. Four goals on 16 shots against the Hurricanes. The goaltending wheels might be falling off. Yeah, I mean, they've been falling off for a while down there. It's kind of what's been killing them. Uh, and it's been the same story down there for a while. We know they are a hell of a four-checking team. They kill you with volume. They get pucks to the high-scoring areas, but... They can't even it out with goaltending. They're just not able to keep pucks out of the back of their net, and it's gonna it's it, it hurts them. Hayes is like Keith Primo reincarnated, probably better in the skating department. But I see so much KP in his game. Yeah, I think um, I think Primo is a bit better of a checker than uh, than Kevin Hayes. I think 
Primo's defense made him a 1C. Um, I, I don't think Hayes is quite that, but Hayes is giving us more offense than Primo gave us for the majority of Primo's time here. He had some big years, definitely, and he had some awesome years before he got to Philly, but um, I, I think Hayes' offense is starting to shine through a little bit more. Honestly, Grant and Thompson played fine tonight. I hope they keep them at depth and fourth line. Yeah, I, I would like to see kind of... When they acquired them before I knew Farabee was going down, at least for the time being, I thought one would be the 4C and one would be the uh, be the extra forward rather than scratch a Connor Bunneman or something like that. But uh, it looks like, at least for now, they're uh, going to try them both in the lineup and go for kind of that experience, go for a little bit more... Uh, checking, help on the PK, and all that stuff. And that's all well and good, especially if Lawton continues to play the way he does on the Hayes line. But, I, yeah, they were fine. They were fine. Uh, NAK has been great recently. He's been so visible for a fourth liner. Do you mind him on power play, too? No, the handedness works, and they don't have... I mean, you know, if this was a if this was a full complement of players, if we had Joel Farabee here, if we had Nolan Patrick here, if we had Oscar Lindblom here, Morgan Frost, sure, NAK might not make sense on the power play, but they don't have those guys, so why not give them give them that chance? Uh, Mark says it was a little shaky first again, back and forth, and the Flyers came in to close out the third. Yeah, they gotta they gotta somehow figure out how to uh, keep the puck out of their end, even if. They're not generating a ton of scoring chances. They're able to do that throughout the game. It's just in the start. They struggle with it. Um, you know, San Jose's missing a bunch of guys. They're having a real disappointing season. That helped the Flyers in the first period a bit keep pucks out of the back of the net. But you can't go, you can't score a goal and then not have the puck again for 15 minutes. That's ridiculous. Hayes really had a good game, loving the new third line with Lawton. I mean, that's your second line right there. Lawton, Hayes, and... uh Lawton, Hayes, and TK is your second line. Ghost to scratch tonight. Didn't hear anything before the game. Has AV given up on him? Is he still not healthy? He's back from his conditioning extent. It's just, I mean, what do you want them to... <laughs> what do you want him to do? Take the winning lineup apart? That doesn't make any sense. It's... Uh, who are they going to take out? What, why would they take somebody out right now? Haig isn't... Haig isn't playing poorly enough to be taken out of the lineup. He made some good plays tonight. He made some not-so-good plays tonight, but... For the most part, he does what they ask him to do, and Shane Gostisbehere hasn't been the guy they need him to be. Robert Haig is better at what Robert Haig does than Ghost is at what Ghost does right now. If Ghost ever, you know, finds himself again, he'll be a weapon. But until he does, he has the same number of points as Robert Haig. Get that we have two games in hand, but we've quietly crept our way... Uh, crept our way up to only one point behind the Pens. Couldn't have asked for a better time. The Pens have two games in hand, yeah. Uh, couldn't have asked for a better time for this team to get hot. Hey, this is what it's all about. I made note that um, a couple of days ago, it was January 7th, 2019, that the Blues came to Philly with Bennington, got that shutout, and they never looked back. The Flyers got back from their uh, from their Disney on Ice road trip on January 8th, and they're top 10 in the league in everything, top 5 in the league in most things. Um, they're getting going at the right time, that's what I'll tell you. How long will Fletcher AV roll with the new guys before, Va before Farabee gets called back up? I know they want to look at them in the lineup, but we need Farabee's skill. I agree, I would like to see Farabee back up. I was a little disappointed that it wasn't just a paper move. 
But, I, man, he got moved down the fourth line last game. He came back from that illness. He'd lost a bunch of weight from the illness. I think he might just be a little tired. I don't know if that uh, worn down. He's, I mean, this is a ton of games that a. He's not a big guy. It's a very, uh, it's a very physical, very fast, very difficult league. It's the best league in the world, and he is a young kid. He turned twenty today, I think. Is today, Farabee's twentieth birthday. Uh, what's today? Twenty fifth. Uh, Joel Farabee. Yeah, he turned twenty years old today. He's a young guy. He's not huge. I just think maybe he's a little worn down. Maybe he still needs to play himself into better shape. I did think he'd started to play pretty well, but his last game was not very good. And at least for now, um, at least for now, you know, he's uh, he's going to be down in the AHL working on some things, maybe working on his conditioning, maybe just uh, fine-tuning his game a little bit. But I very much expect Farabee to be back um, sooner than later. Uh, was there anyone that moved uh, that you thought we should have taken a shot at? Yeah, I mean, the prices were high on a lot of guys. Um, uh, it's it's the guys who weren't moved that I was most interested in, uh, namely, like, Eric Stahl, and then to find out that, like, Joe Thornton wanted to be traded and wasn't. I don't know. It kind of seemed like we needed a 3C. Uh, but it, it is what it is. I would, other teams made some big moves. Flyers were a little cap-constrained, and they didn't want to give up a ton of assets. I was excited going into the deadline, but I was also realistic in knowing these were probably the types of moves they were going to make. Um, you know, like a Barclay Goodrow, that would be awesome, but I'm not giving up a first-round pick for that guy. That's insane. Pajot with the extension and multiple picks and assets. The, the prices were very high. Uh, did I want the Flyers to go for it? Yeah. Did I want them to go all in? I don't know if we're there yet. I kind of like what they have. I want to see what this group can do and then go from there. And in the offseason, make your wheeling and dealing. So I'm not going to um, question Chuck Fletcher too much just because to this point, he seems to have pushed a lot of the right buttons. Maybe NAK jumps into Farabee's spot. I mean, Lawton looked pretty damn good there tonight. So if they're going to keep this going for a little while, I expect... uh, I expect Lawton to hold that spot down. Is there a building in the NBA and slash NHL that has a better win percentage than the Wells Fargo Center? I can't imagine there is this year. I mean, the Sixers are, what are they? They have two home losses, and the Flyers have just been fucking dominant there. It's been really awesome to see. So I can't, uh, I can't imagine there's a, a building that has both teams, and both of them are this good at home. Um, it would be surprising. I really think I need to buy an NAK jersey. That guy is really growing on me. Yeah, in the beginning I thought, okay, he's good, he's playing well. I always wanted to see him, always wanted to see him get a shot. Always thought he had the makings of a good bottom six NHL player. Um, He just didn't seem to be able to stick, didn't seem to be able to maintain any sort of uh, high level of play with consistency. And when he first came up and was noticeable, I thought, okay, this is good, but we know how this goes. You get your first couple of games, you get your first couple of nights in the NHL, you got that uh, you got that rocket up your ass. You're just all over the place. You're flying out there, and then you kind of come back down to earth. Well, this is this looks like the norm for NAK. This looks like who he is because he has not he has not slowed down. He's throwing the body. He's starting to show some of that offensive upside. Um, He's exactly the type of player they need uh, in that role. He's been damn impressive. And real, I mean, considering 
them they have tied up at the top of the cap. Um, Giroux, Voracek, JVR, Hayes, those types of contracts. Well, you need cheap contributions. And Lawton is giving you that. And NAK is giving you that. And Pitlick is giving you that. So it's been, they're getting great value from the bottom of their lineup. Um, it's It's been nice. It's been the exact freaking opposite. Uh it's been it's been the exact freaking opposite of of years past when it was just yeah uh, G G and Jake are uh, point of game players and everyone else stinks so we'll see uh, so it's it's great having this depth that's why they're good Bill too early to put Kevin Hayes' jersey up in the rafters um no no I don't think so just retire thirteen now um when when Elaine Vigneault retires after winning three straight cups Kevin Hayes should be uh, should be named player coach like Reggie Dunlop. Uh, why not? Guy's a legend. And he used to ref, so. Jeez, if only we had Laterra back, right? Oh, my God. Did anyone see on Twitter, like, a couple, it was, I guess, like, two weeks ago, someone arguing with me that uh, uh, Laterra was actually much better than I gave him credit for? Uh, his his effect on the game. He, he had real positive numbers. His, his effect on the game. It's like, yeah, he was so good, he got promoted to the not-NHL. Zero NHL franchises want him. That's how good he is. Farabee needs to go down for a bit, wasn't taking the shots when he had them, he'll be back. Yeah, I, I just wonder if there's just, he's a little worn down, mentally, physically, the whole thing, just the grind of the NHL season. Um, and it was, like, it did seem like, I don't know if he wasn't taking the shots, but he would just hesitate to shoot for a second, and then instead of a scoring chance... Uh, you know, the defenseman would get his stick in the lane and the shot would go wide, the shot would go up into the netting, stuff like that. So I, I just think it was, I, I just think he needs to relax, figure some things out, and I, I, I don't think him going down is, is long-term at all. NAK on the power play was nice. Yeah, he's, you know, he's earned his, he's absolutely earning his ice time out there. Lawton really has to be our 3C. Grant and Thompson should compete for that last spot. Move Farabee back to the two left wing or bring up Frost. Can't have both of these four C's. I don't think it's a long-term solution, and it's remember, it's one game. It's one game. Grant has 14 goals this year. That's a decent amount. Uh, it's, it's, it's one game, but I do not think that this is like the long-term. This isn't what's going to stick. I like Farabee, but I think they're doing the right thing now. He seemed a little inconsistent, and I think he's better off in Lehigh Valley for a bit unless the new guys give them a reason to bring him back. Yeah, I think he might be just uh, just worn down. I think that's what it is, just that consistency. We always hear about young players. What is the number one thing young players struggle with? It is consistency. Um, I thought he was playing pretty well after coming back from uh, from the illness and everything, but... Like I said, that last game wasn't very good. Got moved to the fourth line. Um, he is a guy who can play fourth line minutes for you because he's not like a Morgan Frost, where his Morgan Frost is there to produce points. Now Farabee is as well. He's supposed to be a top six forward, but he's got other elements to his game that allow you to put him in another role if he's not producing in uh, you know the role of a player who produces points. I don't see that with Frost. It seems to be there with Farabee. But if the issue is, listen, man, just uh, just straighten out your game and you'll be back, awesome, cool. Let him uh, let him go do that. I put a hat on my couch just hoping to throw it across the living room if Hayes scores again. Yeah, that's two games in a row. The uh, 
the guy working on a hat trick couldn't uh, couldn't find the empty net. Lawton missed uh, Lawton missed Hayes with that pass that would have set him up with the hat trick on the empty net. Lawton, of course, missed the empty net himself last game. So the Flyers don't have a hat trick yet this year, right? I don't think they do. Caps won in the shootout. I mean, you know, they have they have TJ Oshie. They're probably going to win shootouts. Poor happy to see you went from Detroit to Edmonton. Oof. Yeah, that's a rough one. But, I mean, the guy's going to get a chance to play with Connor McDavid. So you can't, uh, you can't feel too bad for someone who's going to at least earn himself a hell of a contract just based on playing next to Connor McDavid. Um, I think that's the plan just because they want someone who can skate with McDavid, and he's, he's one of those guys that probably can. I'm fine with the additions. Makes it more competitive for the bottom six to give us the best lineup possible for the playoffs. Yeah, they've been moving guys in and out of the uh, third and fourth line all year. They've they've made a point to make sure it is competitive down there. And it started, I wouldn't say started to get a little stagnant because I think that fourth line was playing pretty well overall. But you got an opportunity to upgrade it that you really didn't have for a lot of the year. You got the opportunity to bring in veterans to uh, to take those spots and... Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But if nothing else, it's depth. Um, you don't have to depend on rookies now. I don't think rookies can't depend, can't produce in the playoffs. Often they do. Kale McCarr came in last year and was freaking dominant. Uh, of course, he's like, you know, awesome. But it's, uh, you never know. It's nice to have if a guy just can't, just can't keep up in the playoffs or is just worn down from the long season, first time in the league, dealing with all the rigors of that. You have a veteran who at least can go out there and not be lost. So it's better that than anything that keeps... If they had to bring Vorobiev up again, I wouldn't have been able to deal with that. I just, listen, I want that guy to make it. I guess he still has an opportunity. He's still relatively young, but it just doesn't seem like he can bring it consistently at the NHL level. So they went out and got guys with more proven track records. Playing really well right now, enjoying watching the team gel at the right time, hoping they can keep it up and go deep in the playoffs. That's the goal. Goal isn't just even win around now. Goal is to make a run. Goal is to get into, at worst, second place in this division, have home ice advantage in that first round, because if you have home ice advantage in the first round, there is absolutely no reason you shouldn't win the first round matchup. Um, and even if you don't, I mean, all you got to do is win one road game in the first round, and boom, you got it. Well done. You advanced for the first time since 2012. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what this team does down the stretch. They just seem so much less fragile than they have in the past. Of course, they're, for the most part, getting pretty good goaltending every night. So it's not in their heads that, man, if I make one mistake, we're going to lose this game. Uh, it, it, but it's also the leadership, the coaching, all of it uh, coming together and helping everyone kind of just get this job done. Uh, yeah, Pitlick deserves some love as well. That guy is good at hockey. Yeah, he's he's a nice player, giving them some some value in the in in a third fourth line role. I absolutely have no problem with Tyler Pitlick. I think he can play. Uh, if he was given more ice time, I think he'd produce more numbers. Um, but he's he's kind of well suited for the role, and it's going very well. That was a very savvy move. Um, last I looked, Hartman had seven goals, and Pitlick had six. So you really didn't lose anything there, um, and you saved some money against the cap because you weren't going to be able to afford Hartman. It was just a good, savvy move. It was one of the moves that kind of gave me confidence in Chuck Fletcher heading into the deadline uh, looking for not the big names, but 
a guy like another Tyler Pitlick who could give you, as Gabe Kapler would say, value at the margins. Maybe NAK can channel his inner Ryan White and go on a power play run. Yeah, I remember uh, what it was... Um, I think Simmons got hurt and Ryan White took over as the net front, net front presence uh, and looked pretty good at it. So that was... I loved Ryan White, man. Ryan White always looked like he was dying for a cigarette. And that's what I loved about Ryan White. Like, he just fucking looking at the clock... How much goddamn time do I have till intermission? I gotta sneak out into the parking lot. <laughs> like he j- that's just always how he looked. Bill, should AV just roll with the Lawton Hayes TK line for the foreseeable future? I mean, it looked like uh, looked like that was a pretty damn good idea tonight. I want to see Lawton keep it up. I I, I don't know if he can. Uh, I, I love Lawton in a lineup. I don't know if I love him in a top six, but here's his opportunity. Uh, Arby's down. They brought in a third and fourth line center who aren't going to be moving up into the lineup. So this is Lawton's opportunity to prove he's more than um, uh, more than just a bottom six player. Will there be a new BSH podcast tomorrow? Absolutely there will. Uh, Flyers are off tomorrow, as they are most Wednesdays for the rest of the year, so that makes recording very, very easy. But let's take a look ahead after that. Not only do they have tomorrow off, they have Thursday off as well. That is huge. Before the first of a home-and-home against the Rangers, that is a 7 o'clock puck drop on Friday here in Philly, and then Sunday, that is a 12 noon. We got a lunchtime Flyers game on Sunday uh, at the Rangers at MSG, so that's a big one. And if you're looking for anywhere to watch either of those games, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern right there in the heart of Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. It is my favorite bar in the world to watch a Flyers game, and that's because Timmy Fitz is a hockey fan. It's real simple. The owner of the bar is a huge hockey fan. Uh, his son, I believe, played for St. Augustine. It's uh, he, he has a you know Bernie Perrant jersey on the wall. He's got a slap shot poster in the men's bathroom. It is a hockey bar, so you know the game you're looking to watch will be on. Uh, they have great beer selection, awesome food. I tell you every week, every show, but just in case you're new, go to Fitzpatrick's, get that pork sandwich. All right. Uh, so Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. I'm telling you, the servers are great, the bartenders are great, the food is food is hot, and the beer is cold, and the owner's a hockey fan. What else do you want from a place to watch a game? Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. All right, let's get back. Myers and Sanheim look like they could both be future 1D. Gotta love it. Yeah, I think they're a perfect pair. Uh, they're they're still learning. They they have their bumps in the road, but you all you see the potential all the time. They, they are capable of making great plays together. Uh, I just want to see those two, whatever happens with uh, Niskanen in the future, whatever happens with Braun in the future, however they work, uh, the pairings from there. I just want to see Sanheim and Myers glued to each other. You two are a pairing. We will figure everything else out. Uh, that's. I just want to see them grow together. Two big guys out there. Uh, a lot of offensive upside. They don't give up uh, nearly as much as you'd think, considering their skill level on the defensive end. Uh, great reach for both of them. I just want to see them grow together and uh, really become a dominant pair. The top line could be so deadly. I hope they heat up. They're making plays. Um, they're making plays out there. I think, you know, they're fine. They're going to score. I'm not... The last thing I'm worried about is Giroux, Couturier, Voracek. They're going to score. Uh, yeah. Can we move Patrick at draft? That ship has sailed. 
That's the dumbest thing I've heard today. Literally. The dumbest thing I've heard today. Shout out to Chuck Fletcher dunking on the ghost haters. I like seven healthy D-men as well. Yeah, that was the one thing. Like, they only had six defensemen if you get rid of Ghost. Uh, do you want Friedman sitting? That doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I, I did. I loved Fletcher's comments about Shane Gostisbehere, that he likes him. He, he goes on social media and he can't believe how often he's trading him. I thought that was all very funny. Um, can't... Can't complain too much about Chuck Fletcher and the job he's done so far. That was a very uh, funny comment. Grant or Simmons? I didn't. I, I, I'm good on Wayne Simmons. They needed center depth. Um, the, I, I know they covered some of Wayne Simmons' contract, but I just he. he I, I listen, man. Wayne Simmons just he's not the same guy anymore. I love Wayne, but he's not the same guy anymore. I just want to see Hart so badly in the playoffs at this point, and that's that's key. I, I, I want to see Hart in the playoffs, one, because he needs the experience. It's good for him, especially at this age. I once, uh, I know he's not a rookie technically because he played, you know, what, 30 games, whatever, last year. But it, to me, it's like you're not really, you've never really experienced hockey at the highest level until you've played in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That is hockey at the highest level, and once you've done it, okay, now you know what it is. Uh, but I also think Carter Hart, if he, Ivan Provorov, and Sean Couturier all play their absolute best hockey, this team has as much of a chance to win the Stanley Cup as anybody. Now, that's asking a lot. It's asking, you know, a young defenseman, a really young goalie, and your 1C to play to their absolute ceiling at the highest level against the toughest competition. But if they do, this team could win the Stanley Cup. I like Pitlick as a replacement for Raffle. Yeah, I I like Raffle. It's just like you can only have so many of those guys, and at a certain point you can you, you can get someone much cheaper than what Raffle's going to cost you. Um, he's a nice player, uh, but with Lawton being able to maybe take that Swiss Army knife role, uh, Pitlick being able to play down in the lineup and be productive like Raffle, I agree that's probably... That spinorama, spinorama move from Hayes, yeah, that was incredible. The uh, I think I think Dave Isaac tweeted, "Is he wearing ghost skates?" Like that was a hell of a move. I really wish Germ was uh, good enough to stay on the NHL level, mostly just to annoy Steph with the Germ nickname. Yeah, he's a guy I have a little bit more patience for. One, just because of the first round pedigree, and two, because he's had such a weird, rocky road to where he is now with trades and injuries and weird shit. Like, I'm just willing to have patience with him. Um, maybe he's just never going to be anything. Maybe he stinks, um, you know, at the NHL level. I'm sure he's a, a good, you know, he's. A, we're talking about the top 0.1% when we talk about the NHL. Um, maybe he's just not good enough, but... I'm willing to have patience with the guy because it's not like they're dying for him. They're not in dire need of uh, of, of Ruby to come up and, and be a contributor. But if he can at some point, awesome. Um, you know, Frost and Patrick are still ahead of him. They've got they've got a lot of young guys. They've got a lot of depth now. They made the depth moves they made without giving up a whole lot of anything. Um, it's not going to be this year. I don't think anyone thinks. Uh, Rupstav is going to be up this year, but I'm willing to have more patience with him just because it's been such a a weird, weird journey for him to get to where he is. It's been so disjointed and broken up, and it's it's might just might just be a project. 
Scroll down, get a few more. BSH Live postgame from Fitzpatrick's for the playoffs. I'm thinking maybe we could get down there. If they make a run... Huh. If they make a run, I mean, that would be a little later in the season. That could be a fun time. We're definitely going to work something out with them at some point. Safe to say, Hagen, both games versus Rangers. And Ghost in the press box. I would assume so. Um... Uh, depending on how Haig plays. and Listen, man, there's six defensemen out there. Any one of them could get injured at any time, so I, I don't know. Um, I would assume at least for the home game, Haig stays in, and unless he, he, he pisses all over himself, uh, he'll be in there for the away game too, but I don't know. I don't know what the coach is thinking. Maybe he sees something in practice and just goes, it's now. It's now we're going to get the real Shane Goss to spare, but... I'm not counting on it at any point. How are you doing? The goalie breakdown. Hart keeps playing, right? Yeah, they have two days off. Uh, they're off, again, I just went through the schedule, but they are off uh, tomorrow as well as Thursday, and then they play Friday night. So I assume uh, Hart gets the Friday night game, and maybe they want to keep... Maybe they just want to keep the home and road splits going. Um and they give Elliot the Rangers game and then two more days off and then you have back to back so do you really huh maybe you go both Rangers games for Hart Elliot at the Caps and then come back with uh with Hart at home against Carolina cuz that's a back to back so maybe they go that way with it um i don't know it's going to be interesting to see how they like do they really buy into the home and road thing once you're not going to split them on the road or in the playoffs, and you gotta. I there can't actually be anything to to the the home and road thing other than just dumb luck, right? Like there, what would be, what would be the difference? So I, I just uh, I I can't imagine they're going to just keep Hart out of every away game, but with two, uh, and one of them being the front end of a back to back, maybe uh, Elliot plays in that Capitals game. I don't know. Can't believe the Leafs beat the Lightning on the road tonight. Ah, the Leafs are good, man. They're going through a weird stretch right now, but they're still in a playoff spot. They have a ton of talent. I, I gotta believe they're gonna get it figured out. I don't know if they can win a playoff round again just because the two teams in their division are freaking awesome. As long as they keep finishing third in the division, it's gonna be really, really hard for them to win a playoff round. Um, but I, I don't think... It's, ju it's funny watching the Toronto media and Toronto fans lose their freaking minds uh, about, you know, like, the reason they lost, like, they didn't lose to a, uh, a Zamboni driver the other night. They lost because they got 10 shots on goal in 28 minutes. Like, that's why they lost. They scored two goals on 10 shots. That's good. What they didn't do was get enough shots because Carolina had the fucking puck the whole game. That's why they lost. Uh, what up, Bill? We have classic Rangers-Flyers rival reaction this weekend. We do. Uh, we do, and we're probably going to get to see Lundqvist because, like I said earlier, that uh, the Shesterkin, whatever, dude, I, I can't pronounce I I've heard it. I've said it, but I can't actually say it um, Like when I'm trying. So I, I don't know. Let me plug this in. Battery is getting low. Um, but uh, we'll probably get to see Lundqvist. Remember there was a point when the Richards and Carter era Flyers owned Lundqvist 
to the point that Steve Valakat got two straight starts against the Flyers, shut him out both times. Uh, <laughs> it was that that was it's never I've never felt a real rivalry with the Rangers. Um it's it's just never done it for me the way the Penguins and Devils had. I don't I, I don't know. It's just never never been there for me. I I've never I've never felt it. Um it was good for a little while, like in that in that uh, Lundqvist versus Richards and Carter era, era. But other than that, it's just like the two teams were in going in opposite directions a lot of the time. How's Ratcliffe doing in Lehigh Valley? Uh, he's a project. He's not producing the way I thought he would. It's a tough. It's a tough transition. Um, he's a big guy. I think big guys take a long time. I think he's he's. I think he's going to be good, but. I do think it's going to take a little bit for him to uh, to really figure out what he can and can't do at his size at the upper levels because, hey, man, it's hard. It's hard to just feel the puck when you're that big. I know the technology with the sticks is different and everything now. I always say if Lindros got to play with the sticks they use now, um, listen, maybe he gets hit more just because uh, – but between the rule changes and, uh, and the sticks, I think Lindros would have had an even more dominant career – uh, and it's easier for big guys now, but it's still an adjustment. Um, he's got, he's definitely got some work to do. Going to the Flyers game Sunday at MSG. Gonna bring the ruckus. Awesome, Trevor. Have a great time. I've never been, uh, I mean, I've been to the train station, but I've never seen an event at Madison Square Garden, and a part of it is, like, I've had plenty of opportunities. I've just, I've always wanted to see wrestling there first. Like, I've just always felt like, it's a wrestling venue first, and I've never seen a wrestling show there, so I don't want to see, like, a Flyers or a Sixers game or anything there. And, uh, Timothy, don't worry about NAK getting scratched for, for Nate Thompson. It's not going to happen. Do they even have, like, who, do they even have an extra four right now? I'm trying to think. Uh, where's the, uh, where's the game summary? Do they have an extra forward? Where the hell are the scratches? Show me the goddamn shit. Is it the event summary that I'm looking for? I, I I always whenever I'm looking for one, I click the other. It's without fail event summary or game summary. I click the wrong one every time. NHL.com, man. Like I like a lot of their features, but some of it is just some of it is just terrible. Like, uh, it's I think it's better than people. Like I think it's the best of well. MLB stat page is pretty good, uh, but of like the actual, of like the actual league stat pages and stuff, I think the NHLs is pretty damn good. Like I, the NFLs is a damn joke, a yoke, as Barney would say when he's making fun of Canadians. So I'm just buying time so the damn thing loads. Yeah, the Flyers' only extra player is Shane Gostisbehere. That's what I thought. So it's not like who who are they? Who are they? Who are they playing if they scratch NAK? Like that wouldn't it wouldn't make any sense. Shesterkin. Yeah, that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, because it looks like Shesterkin, but that's not it. I think it's Shesterkin. I believe that's right. Rangers are annoying insects, pens and devils are pure hatred. Yeah, that's the thing, is like I believe the Devils won cups that the Flyers should have won. The Penguins just keep getting generational talents. The Rangers, like, I know they won in '94. I don't remember that shit. Uh, <laughs> see, I was six years old. Not even. I was five. It wasn't even six yet. 1994. Um, 
I just, uh, the Rangers have just never done it for me. Love your Clearview hockey shirt. Go view. Oh, yeah, Clearview playing in the, uh, playing in a South Jersey championship game on Friday over at Hollydale. So if you're looking to support some local hockey, uh, there's a chance you're running to me there. Perhaps not. I haven't decided whether I'm going to cover the Flyers game and do post game, or whether I'm going to watch my buddy coach my uh, coach my alma mater. So we'll see. Uh, but either way, it's going to be a good time. Absolutely, V I E W view view view. Bring home that trophy. We never did it when I was there. Uh, we were never particularly good when I was there. Uh, I won't say it was all on me. I was the captain, but like you know captain doesn't have to be your best player. I mean, I wasn't close to the best player. I was one of the worst, probably. But uh, that's it. That's all the time we have for you on BSH Radio, uh, post-game, Facebook, whatever the fuck this thing is called. Jesus, I can't even say the name of the show anymore. I've only been doing it like three and a half years, so you'd, it's not like I've had time to master it or anything. Uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for hanging out. And hey, if you are looking for somewhere to watch those games this weekend, two big rivalry games with the Rangers... Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern is the place to do it. Yeah, it's a Jersey Shore spot down at Wildwood Crest, but they're open year-round. It's not a seasonal place, and they have great specials. They have great beer selection, awesome food. The service is to die for, and it all starts with Timmy Fitzpatrick. Timmy Fitz is always there, and he's always making sure that food is hot and that beer is cold, and it's really just an awesome place. I can't put it over enough. Uh, my girlfriend and her father have both been hosting Quizzos there for years now. Uh, I know the owner personally. I've gotten to know a lot of the servers and bartenders. It's an awesome place. They always have an ice-cold beer waiting for me when I walk in. Uh, so give it a shot. It's absolutely worth it. Uh, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, if you were in the Jersey Shore area, I don't know where else you would want to watch it other than Fitzpatrick's in Wildwood Crest. Check it out. All right, that is all the time I have for you on this edition of the post game. Thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts and hit subscribe. That's it. It's that simple. And while you're there, why not give us a review or two? You know, stuff the ballot boxes. Do it Chicago style. Give us those five stars like we're an Omega match at the Tokyo Dome. And uh, just go wild. Thanks a lot. That's it. Until next time, have a great week, everybody.